fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. His faithful Indian companion, Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. Are you Silver? Pat St. Ives, owner of the Flying M, was the biggest cattleman in San Pedro Valley and the smallest man. Perhaps it was in compensation for his size that he was so proud and vain. Whatever the explanation, no one in all San Pedro Valley was one half so touchy. Therefore, on the day that the cowboy known as Tex chose to give his imitation of Pat on the main street of the town of San Pedro, no one was surprised at the result. Hey, give me room, you ornery polecats. I'm the biggest little fella's ever wore pants. Now get out of my way. My name's Pat St. Ives. I'm the boss of San Pedro Valley. And doggone if you fellas hadn't better know it. Yoo-hoo! Tex must be local. St. Ives ever sees him do this, he'll kill him. Hey, here comes St. Ives now. Watch what happens. The comments of the onlookers were true. Pat St. Ives had been in the Sundance Cafe with its proprietor, Monk Faber. Attracted by the sound of laughter from the street, he went outside to investigate. The moment he realized what Tex was doing, he stopped short, white with anger. Then he darted to a nearby freight wagon and seized the bullwhip. I'll teach you, you dirty dog. You won't try a trick like this again. Now take that. that. Here's another. The onlookers stood by, too appalled to interfere. No one moved till another cattleman, Dave Engels of the Circle E, broke through the surrounding crowd, took in the situation at one glance, then stepped forward and seized Pat St. Ives by the shoulder. Now, Pat, wait, hold on. 
What do you think you're doing? Teaching this skunk a lesson. Get your hands off me. I'm not through with him yet. Once I've finished... Now, stop it, Pat. Tex is a fool, but he works for me. Nobody's taking a whip to one of my men. You let me go. Now, hey, wait. I'll show him. No! Stop it, Pat. Don't interfere, Dave. All right, Pat. I tried to warn you. Here, take that. You... You hit me. I'm sorry, Pat, but I had to stop you some way. Tex, you're fired. What? Meet me in the Sundance. I'll give you your time. Here, Pat, give me your hand. Let me help you up. Keep your hand to yourself. I can get up without your help. What? Oh. And Ingalls? Well, let me give you a tip. Huh? Pack and get out. You're through in this valley, do you hear? Pack and get out, or you'll regret it. Now, Pat, are you out of your head? What the dickens do you think you see? I'm not out of my head. You hit me. I know exactly what I'm saying. You had your warning. Pack and get out of the valley. Oh, now, Pat, Pat, wait a minute. Now, wait, Pat, I gotta talk to you. Protection. Yeah, Ma. Anybody watching this? Uh-uh. We're all off after Dave Engels and St. Ives. See what else is likely to happen. Everything go the way you want it, Ma? Just fine. Better not hope to. You did a good job, Tex. The best way you can thank me is by paying me. Well, here's your money with an extra 50 for the beating you took. Oh, thanks. It was worth the 50. Uh, Monk? Yeah. The fight between Dave and St. Ives has started the way that you said you wanted. But what are you up to anyway? How's their fighting going to help you? Or, uh, shouldn't I ask questions? That's right. You shouldn't ask questions. Nearly three weeks later, when Tottle rode into the secret camp he shared with the Lone Ranger, he brought supplies from the nearest town and important news. You say a range war has broken out in San Pedro Valley, Tonto? That right. Fellow named St. Ives fight Dave Angles. I've heard of St. Ives. You remember Dave, don't you? He helped us break up those rustlers over in Washoe County last year. Ah, him good fella. Yes, but he's a fool to fight with a man like St. Ives. St. Ives has the power to run him right out of the valley. Oh, that's right. In town, fellas say, Dave, get worse to fight. That's what I would have expected. Tonto, don't unpack those supplies we're riding. We go San Pedro Valley? Yes. Here, Silver. We'll see what we can do about stopping the fight before Dave is licked. Easy, steady, big fellow. You all set? Uh-huh. Be ready. Now let's go. Come on, Silver. Come on, Silver. It was several days later that Pat St. Ives, riding toward his ranch alone, was suddenly confronted by Dave Engels and one of Dave's ranch hands. Pat, pull up! Ho, 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 Engels, what are you and Sandy doing on my range? I gotta talk to you. We've got nothing to talk about. I told you I'm driving you out of this valley, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. Pat, you've cut my cattle off from all the water holes. Certainly I have. My men have orders not to let your cattle get a single drop of water. They're obeying orders, all right. My cattle are dying. Then get out. No, by thunder. You're going to open up those water holes again at... Or what? I'll show you what. Take a look at this. Dave, now, don't be a fool. Put down that gun. You're going to let my cattle get at water? No, I'm not. Then take the consequences. Oh, my hand. Someone shot me. Who did... I did that. Hey, look, he's masked. He was in that gulch. Easy, Silver, easy. 
Your hand isn't injured. I fired at your gun. You. I thought you were my friend. Who is this masked man? One of your outlaw friends? No, he's the... Never mind that. You've lost your head, Dave. This is no way to settle your quarrel with St. Ives. You and Sandy had better go back to the ranch and cool down. I'll see you there later. But my Get Catholic... going. All right. If you're against me, I, I don't know who's on my side any longer. Come on, Sandy, let's get out of here. Right. Come on, get him! Get him! Come on! He has right on his side, St. Ives. If you hadn't let your vanity get hurt... Suppose you mind your own business. I want to help, Dave. I want to help both of you. What are you getting out of this fight? That's my business. Get up. Get up there. Hello. I'm here. Did you hear that? I'm here. This fight's going to be harder to stop than we thought. But we'll stay around, Hunter. Maybe we can still find a way to turn those two into friends again. It was the next day that Dave Engels found sympathy and consolation in Monk Faber's Sundance Cafe. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do, Monk. I... I can't fight Pat. I haven't the men or the money to do that. If this keeps up, I'll be ruined. I'm uh, sorry to see the way things have been going, Dave. Maybe I could help you. You, Monk? <laughs> well, I'm uh, no cattleman, Dave, but uh, I could always try if it'll help a friend. If you keep on fighting, you'll be ruined. But what if I bought you out so you'd have money enough to get a fresh start somewhere else? Huh? You'd do that, Monk? Sure. Not that I want your place, you understand, but uh, I want to help you out. I'll buy it your figure, too. I'd be willing to give you a fair price for the place. Oh, that's nice of you, Monk. I, I don't know anyone else who'd do so much, but... Uh, well, I'm not so sure I want to sell. Well, you you do what you want. Just think it over. And if you think selling's the best thing to do, just look me up and I'll have the cash for you. Thanks, Monk. I'll do that. <laughs> right now, though, I... Better be getting back to my place. Sure. See you later, Dave. Right. I'll be in the next town in town. Yep. Hello there, man. Oh, so that's your little <laughs> game, Mark. Huh? Oh, it's you, Texas. That's why you started the ruckus in the valley. So you could buy Dave out. Now, what might be your reason, Monk? Or is that still none of my business? It's still none of your business. But, uh... It's big game, huh? Suppose you keep your nose out of town. Sure, sure. I could do that for, say, a thousand dollars. What? Sure. If this game's as big as I'm beginning to suspect it is, a thousand won't mean much to you. And if it isn't, then I reckon you won't care much whether I spoil it or not. Spoil it? What could you do to spoil it? Well... What if I spread it around that you hired me to imitate Pat St. Ives? Started all this trouble. If you open your For mouth... For a thousand, I won't, Monk. Well, do I get it? You'll get it. Good. But before you're done, maybe you'll regret it, too. With $1,000 in his pocket, Tex went on a big spree, spending money like water. Word of his free spending was carried to the Lone Ranger by Tonto. Him spend plenty money. Treat everyone town. That's odd. He hasn't worked since Dave fired him. Where'd he get that money? Uh, me not know. 
Isn't he the man who started the trouble by imitating Pat St. Ives? That's right. Well, I have a hunch about this. I think we'll ask Tex where the money came from. Maybe you'll not tell. He won't know he's being asked, Tonto. Now, will he know he's giving us the answer? Go on, I'll show you what I mean. Easy, big fella. Easy, Scott. Easy, fella. Monsilver! Get him up! Down. The Lone Ranger and Tonto headed for the town of San Pedro. And shortly thereafter, strange things began to happen to the cowboy known as Tex. They began in one of San Pedro's numerous cafes, where Tex was just lifting a glass to his lips. What? Somebody fired at me through the window. They fired at me and hit my glass. A little later in the barber's shop where Tex had gone to get all slicked up. Thanks, Pete. You did a good job. Now I'll... Hey, look at my hat. Someone fired at me again. Rushing from the barber shop, Tex was just in time to see Monk Faber enter the Sundance Cafe across the street. And a sudden suspicion crossed Tex's mind. Later in the day, as he was leaving the general store, the suspicion was confirmed. See you later, Slim. Again. Just one fella I know who'd fire at me three times and miss every time. That settles it. We'll have this out. A few minutes later, when Monk Faber was seated at the desk in his office at the Sundance Cafe... What? Oh, it's you, Texan. What's the... What's the idea of that gun? As if you don't know. Now, listen, Texan. You've been trying all day to shoot me and missing every time. Me? Trying to shoot you? What would I do a thing like that for? I reckon you figure I'm too expensive. Huh? Remember when you gave me that thousand, you said I might regret it. Uh, Yeah, but... uh, If you'd have hit me one of those times, maybe I would have, but you didn't. Now you're going to wish you had. Look, I I don't get this, Texan. What are you going to do? I give you three guesses. But uh, I don't know, Texan. I'm going to kill you. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. To continue our story. Convinced by the Lone Ranger's plan that Monk Faber had been trying to kill him, Tex went directly to the cafe and drew a gun on Monk. I'm going to kill you, Monk. Now, wait a minute, Tex, listen. I'm through listening. I don't like fellas taking pot shots. Well, you'll have to explain the. Hey, you fool, I'll take that gun. Well, you hold the 
get on someone, don't get careless. Why, you Shut dirty... Up. Someone's been playing you for an idiot. Hmm? Someone got curious about where you get all that money. They wanted to know where it came from. By taking a few shots at you, they figured you'd run to the fellow that gave it to you, which you did. Now, let's see who's outside this window. Yeah, what'd they tell you? Look out here. What? See, you running for his horse? A redskin. Yeah, look at him travel. I'd like to know who planted him here. Well, this fixes things. I gotta act fast and close this deal with Angles as soon as I can before anything happens to spoil it. If goes through, I'll have St. Ives and the rest of the ranchers in this valley over a barrel. But if it doesn't, you had better not be around when I get back. Or I'll be looking for you. But, Mount! Hey, wait, I. Hold it, Jake. Who said that? I did. Here at the window. Hollow was a decoy. I stayed nearby to hear what was said after Monk saw him leave. But I... Come I... back here, Tex. Your horse is ready. You're coming with me. The Lone Ranger held his guns on Tex while the cowboy unwillingly climbed through the window to join him. Then they mounted and rode to the masked man's camp where Tonto awaited them. There, the Lone Ranger wrote a note, addressed it to Dave Engels, and handed it to Tonto. Get this to Dave as quickly as you can, Tonto. Tells him what I want him to do. You'll have to get there ahead of Monk Faber, or this note will do no good. Ah, be savvy. Get him off, Scout. Listen, mister. What do you figure to do with me? Get back in the saddle. We're taking a ride. Steady, Norton. Where are we going? To the big bullet to the flying M. To see Pat St. Ives. All right, get going. Get up, then. Come on, Silver. Accompanied by the unwilling Tex, the Lone Ranger sped across country until they approached the headquarters buildings of the Flying M. There, finding Pat St. Ives near the corrals, the Lone Ranger advanced and forced Tex to tell his story. St. Ives listened in amazement. Let me get this straight. You mean Monk Faber hired you to start that fight between me and Dave? That's what he did, Mr. St. Ives. I'm telling you the truth. He knew if I gave that imitation to you in town, you'd be fit to be tied. And he also knew that if you tried to do anything to me... David figured that he had to butt in. But what did Monk figure he had to gain by this? I doubt that Tex can tell you that, St. Ives. No, I can't. I can't, but I sure wish I knew. Look, I stuck Monk for $1,000. If I knew the whole truth about this deal, I could have stuck him for plenty more. Mister, this sounds likely. But how do we know Tex is telling this straight? Why should he be willing to tell us this all of a sudden? He knows now that I fired those shots at him in town. Isn't sure whether or not I actually fired to kill. He's a little nervous these days. He'd rather talk and play it safe than keep his mouth shut and take the chance he might never be able to talk again. Well, I appreciate your bringing him here, but aside from dealing with Monk, what can I do about this? Ride to the Circle E, tell Dave the whole story and make peace. And Dave will no longer have any reason to sell. The fight between you two will be ended. But he hit me. He knocked me down. You asked for it, didn't you? But I swore I'd make him pay. Him or yourself? What's Dave got to lose? Monk will pay him for his place, won't he? Monk will have the circle E. Dave will have his money. You'll have your pride. Do you think it's worth it, St. Ives? Keeping your pride at the cost of playing Monk's game? But we don't even know he has one. He hasn't done all this to amuse himself. Uh, well, I... Suit yourself, St. Ives. I put it in your power to save yourself. You'd rather not? That's your business. I'm riding to the circle E. Good. I'll put a stop to this business if I have to buy the circle E myself. Hey, you're too late, boss. Huh? Oh, it's you, Lem. Yeah. 
I just met the Circle E bunch on a trail. They've all let out. Dave's already sold. What? Monk's bringing in his own crew. Dave sold? Yes, right. So they told me, anyhow. Then, then Monk's won. Don't be too sure about that. But you just heard Yes, I heard. But I repeat, don't give up till you know you have to. Lem, saddle blaze. I'm riding right now. Right, boss. Two hours later, Pat St. Ives swept up to the headquarters building of the Circle E and reined in before the startled Dave Engels. Ho, 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 What the devil are you doing? Oh, steady. You got any objection to a fella coming to tell you he's been a fool? <laughs> Why, no, Pat, I got no objections. Who is this fella? Uh, who do you suppose? Me, of course. How many fools are you acquainted with? Well, outside of myself, not many. But just the same... Dave, uh, I've been hearing things. That masked friend of yours has been pounding some sense into my head. I... Well, I want you to know I'm sorry for the way things have been going, Dave. I'm glad you said that, Pat. I've been sorry, too. A man don't collect so many friends in just one lifetime that he can afford to fight with them. That's right. The fact is, me being a fool and Monk Faber knowing it, from what I hear, he played it for all it was worth. Now, listen, Dave. Is it true you sold out to Monk? Well, now, Pat, well, sure I... true. Huh? Oh, you, Monk. Might have known you'd be somewhere around. <laughs> Why not? A man's got a right to be on his own property, hasn't he? Yeah. I bought Dave out. That answer your question? Monk? Well? I've heard you've been indulging in some pretty tall talk. They tell me you've got some notion that now you've bought the Circle E, you're going to be king of the valley. Mm. Maybe you will be. But I'd like to know why. It'll be a pleasure to tell you. I've been waiting for this moment for a good long time, St. Ives. Yes, I imagine you have. Monk, I thought you bought the Circle E just to do me a favor. This don't sound much like it. <laughs> The only fellow I do favors for, Dave, is me. It's about time you found that out, huh? <laughs> now that you can't spoil my game any. Pat asked you a question. Just what is your game? Uh, if uh, you'd have had any sense, you'd have seen that for yourself. The Circle E controls the South Pass out of the valley. And from now on, no one uses it without my say-so. What's that to me? I always drive my cattle to market through the canyon. Uh-huh. But I reckon you don't know that the Sonora and Southern Railroad is building a branch near this end of the valley. No, I don't. How come you know? Friend tip me off. From now on, anybody that uses the South Pass will get the cattle to market for five dollars a head less than you will. <laughs> How long do you figure to last competing on them terms, eh? And if I want to use the South Pass? I don't know whether I'd let you or not. I'd have to think it over. <laughs> I don't like you, St. Ives. I never did. With the airs you put on and your stuck-up ways. But uh, if I did let you, you'd have to pay toll. So it would probably cost me about as much one way as the other. Well, it didn't likely come to that. Well, I'm glad you talked, Monk. We had to find out what you were after. Huh? That's why in that note the masked man sent me, he said I should pretend <laughs> to sell you the place. Pretend to sell it? 
You did sell it. Got the deed with you, Monk. Huh? Masked. If you have, you better look at it again. Maybe you'll find it doesn't say just what you think it does. I, I know what it says. It describes a circle E. I looked it over carefully before you signed it. Sure you did. Then you handed it back to me, and I sent you to a corner of the room to get pen and ink. What? Only when you came back, the deed you'd read wasn't the same one I'd signed. Hey, now, wait a minute. Let me look at it. I got it right here. <laughs> sure, go ahead. Look all you want. And if you'd like to sue me for what I did, try that, too. Only after this story comes out, I don't reckon you'll find it healthy enough to stay in the valley to start any court. No, wait. This deed describes a flying M. Does it? Well, as long as my signature isn't on it, I'm afraid that doesn't do you much good. Well, you... I'll fix you. I got my own boys in the bunkhouse. By the time they get through with you fellas, it... Sorry to disappoint you, Monk. Huh? But Todd and I paid a visit to the bunkhouse with Dave Engel's men. Yes, your men are still in there, but in no condition to obey orders. Now, listen, you... Shut up! Stranger, do me a favor, will you? I might. What is it? Let me take a crack at this big ape here without you interfering. First he hired Tex to make fun of me. Then he thought he'd get control of the Circle E and bust me. Well, right now I'd like to bust him. (laughs) Well, you're only about half his size, St. Ives. But you do owe him something. And if it will make you feel any better... (laughs) Well, go ahead. He talks too much. All right, take this. Pat, pick yourself up. He can't. He's afraid I'll kill him. That's what you think, Monk. But little men take lots of killing. Here's one for you. And here. Oh, here, another. Oh, Pat, good boy. Wait into him. Give it to him. The Lone Ranger had spoken the truth when he had said that Pat St. Ives was only half the size of Monk Faber, but Pat fought like a bantam rooster, to whom it had never occurred that he might be licked. His fighting was unorthodox, but to Monk, bewilderingly effective. He butted with his head, struck out in every direction of the compass, repeatedly slipped out of Monk's bear-like embrace like a seed slipping out of an orange. Monk was dazed and vulnerable. In the end, Pat was pulling him up, swinging at him, pulling him up again before he could fall, until the masked man took pity on Monk and locked Pat's arms behind his back. Left to himself, Monk toppled forward, flat on his face, and stayed there. Don't let me at him! Let me at him! Take it easy, St. Ives. He's licked. You've proved yourself. You're pretty much of a man in spite of your size. Don't you ever pick on me like that, Pat. Why, I don't fight with my friends, Dave. (laughs) Then I reckon I better stay your friend. Hey, where'd the masked man go? Where's he go? There he goes, Dave. Wasn't sure at first, but that proves it. Huh? Proves what? That he's the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. <laughs> <laughs>